0: In conclusion, this book, while excellent in its analysis overall, is small enough to bring so together so the theories and methods of two different, different fields humanity, of study,
1: social history, but detailed and enough so that more seasoned researchers will find I'm Robert Casanello. I'm the Vice President of Research and Publications at HNet, and this is the Art of the Review podcast.
2: I'm Elena Kalinski, Managing Editor of HNet Reviews, and this is a podcast where we examine reviewing and criticism as an academic form.
1: This podcast is brought to you by HNET and the University of Central Florida's Center for Humanities and Digital Research.
2: Welcome to the Art of the Review podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about citations in scholarly book reviewing. So, this is one episode of a series of occasional episodes where we talk about the nuts and bolts of reviewing. And here we're going to talk specifically about footnotes and citations. So, Robert, have you ever uh, really considered citations?
1: You have to say I I never have because I I personally rarely use citations, so it's not something that's been on my mind. But, you know, the inspiration for this episode was because I was having a conversation with uh, Basha and Charlotte, and they had mentioned, you know, we have to really kind of get this point across about citations, and I thought, you know, who has to get a point across about citations? And I, you know, it was just something that was just not on my radar at all. And so I really wanted to get a chance to talk to them about it.
2: Yeah, I think that these conversations with Basha and Charlotte, the copy editors at HNET, um, as two people who are very experienced with reading and editing book reviews, we can learn a lot about the purpose of, you know, citations, quotations, you know, the apparatus of the book review. So I just want to note that at the end of the conversation Charlotte mentions a review that uses many citations and it's kind of anomalous for academic book reviewing because Hnet really doesn't use a lot of citations or we advise reviewers not to use too many citations but in this particular review there's a an agreed upon purpose it's a historiographical essay really more than a review I um, mean I just wanted to point out that the reviewer and the review editor there agreed ahead of time that that would be the purpose of the review. So why don't we listen to that interview and learn maybe a little bit more than we would expect about citations and reviewing?
1: All right. On this segment of the Art of the Review, we are going to be talking about citations. We're bringing back with us two of our resident experts who from time to time give us advice about how to um, avoid mistakes and to improve our reviews. And we have with us uh, today Basha Novak and Charlotte Weber. And can you both introduce yourself to our audience for those who may not know who you are?
3: Sure. Um, I'm Charlotte Weber, and I am a uh, copy editor for HNet Reviews along with Basha. And we read every single review that comes in through um, our various affiliated networks and ensure that they are publication ready before they go out live to the world.
1: Okay. And and Basha, just to to reiterate here, you and Charlotte see every review that comes through HNET. Is that correct?
0: Every review. That's correct.
1: Thousands and thousands and thousands of reviews.
0: Yes. We have (laughs) over 15 years of experience with HNET so (laughs) combined.
1: All right, excellent. All right, Charlotte, let's let's start with you here, and we're talking about citations. And can you give us a a sort of a, um, a quick explanation of how and when to use citations in reviews?
3: Okay. Well, uh, the average HNet review is about eighteen hundred words, although we don't impose a word limit. But I would say the vast majority um, of them tend to run about that long. And uh, we advise in our style guidelines to use citations very sparingly. I think the idea is that you don't want to bog down um, a relatively brief review with that extensive scholarly apparatus. Um, nobody wants to read, you know, 15 footnotes in a review of a single book. That said, there is a time and place for a citation. Obviously, when you're placing the book under review in the context of the existing literature, sometimes it's important to make reference to some of the particularly important works in the field. We often actually advise reviewers, though, that if they're simply mentioning a secondary work, that it often suffices to include just the title and the year of publication directly in the text rather than in an end note. So again, I mean, we do uh, try to limit reliance on endnotes, although one or two or three would not be out of place in a
1: typical HNET review. Okay, Charlotte, sure, to follow up. So, w- when, you, when you say it's kind of parathetical, if I, if I got you correctly, that you want to see a parathetical with the, um, the, the title of the author and the page number, that's more sort of like an MLA style?
3: Citation. Right, although we actually don't use that particular style. I mean, really, Justin, if you're going to cite an actual quotation from a secondary source, that would require a full EndNote citation. If you're merely referencing the work in general, It suffices to just mention the title and then parenthetically the year of publication I mean we don't include the publisher just the year that it was published
1: so it's the the substance of the material used would determine the type of reference whether it be just a passing reference or right exactly exactly okay Uh, Basha, to to, to bring you on in here, can you tell us maybe, you know, some problems you've seen in the past with citations that you would want uh, reviewers to avoid?
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, book reviews are not really the place to incorporate your own primary research. You know, if your your own research Mm -hmm. um, has relevance to the book at hand, then sure, you can say, you know, see my work that I published, you know. But it's not the place to incorporate primary source research. It's not the place to show how much you know about the topic. I mean, it's it's great to reference other work to place the book into context. It's important to use them sparingly. Um, this is not a research paper. It's it's a mm-hmm. review of a book of a particular work. And occasionally, we do get reviews that really treat it as a research paper, and we try to avoid that. We try to minimize or kind of delete some of those <laughs> sources in those types of book reviews, because I think most readers, when they come to read a book review, don't really want to get bogged down with a lot of end notes, because that's not the purpose of a book review, but that's not what I see as the purpose of a book
1: review. So I guess to to summarize what you're both telling me is, you know, you want to see references or mentions Of these other works but you know don't sort of go overboard in the citations and make it appear as if it's a journal article or you know a paper one might give at a conference or something like that right
0: correct yeah because it's important to place Mm -hmm. the book into context like how does this fit into the literature that is already out there but to
3: go beyond that it's too much sometimes it's a case-by-case basis I did have one review for I think it was H. Albion That was a lengthy review, and it was actually more of a historiographical essay. And the reviewer did have, I think there were over 15 endnotes. And after some discussion with the review editor who commissioned it, we decided to leave all of the notes intact. Because in this particular case, and, and given the nature of the particular review, the citations were actually appropriate and I think helpful to the network's readers.
1: Okay, I want to thank you both for joining me today.
2: Thank you. Okay, thank you, Robert. So if you want to take a look at that historiographical review essay that Charlotte mentioned, it is uh, published on H. Albion. The reviewer is Brian Cowan, and the book is Nicholas Tyack's The English Revolution, Circa 1590 to 1720. And we'll have a link to that review on the show notes page at HPodcast.